Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. Well, Helena, the world of boxing has been buzzing with quite the upset. I'm sure you've heard about the Mexican featherweight contender, Rafael Espinoza, who took everyone by surprise this Saturday. Oh, absolutely, Stephen. Espinoza's victory against two-time Olympic gold medalist Robisi Ramirez was nothing short of a shock. Espinoza, who was seen as the underdog, turned the tables in a rather dramatic fashion. Yeah. And let's not forget that this was taking place in front of a very pro-Ramirez crowd at Dodge City Center near Miami. Espinoza, despite this, managed to throw nearly a thousand punches during the 12 rounds. A thousand punches, Stephen. That's quite the feat. And he won by a majority decision, no less. This fight is already being touted as a potential fight of the year candidate. And rightly so. It was a roller coaster of a match, wasn't it? Espinoza was knocked down in the fifth round, but then Ramirez found himself on the canvas in the twelfth. And Espinoza, despite not having fought past a third round in three years, looked like he could have gone another twelve. That's the spirit of a true champion. But the fight was not without its twists and turns. Espinoza's length and volume initially frustrated Ramirez, but Ramirez managed to turn things around in the fifth round with a short right hand. Right. And just when it seemed like Ramirez was regaining control, Espinoza shifted gears. The sheer volume of punches he threw was astounding. He threw nearly three times as many punches as Ramirez. And then there was the fifth round stoppage by Xander Zayas. He took down Jorge Fortea with a crushing left hook to the body. Quite the impressive performance by the 21-year-old Puerto Rican. Indeed, Zayas dominated the match with his power shots and body combinations. He landed 27 total body shots on Fortea, forcing him to take a knee twice. It was a commanding performance, setting up his bout with Patrick Teixeira, the number two ranked junior middleweight by the WBO. And it's worth noting, this was Fortea's first loss since he suffered a knockout against Anthony Fowler in March 2021. Zayas really left his mark on this match, didn't he? Absolutely. Both these fights have made waves in the boxing world, and it will be interesting to see what comes next. It's clear that in boxing, the underdog can always surprise you. From the boxing ring to the football pitch, let's now turn our attention to some significant developments in the world of soccer. The echoes of legendary players continue to influence the game in profound ways. Steven, you have some news from Brazil, don't you? Switching gears to soccer, Helena, there's an interesting development at Brazil's Santos team, isn't there? Oh, indeed. They've made a decision that's quite symbolic in the world of soccer. The number 10 jersey, which was made famous by the late great Pelé, will not be worn by any Santos player while they're in the country's second division. That's a significant tribute to Pelé, who sadly passed away last December. The new club president, Marcelo Teixeira, seems to be taking a stand with this move. Absolutely, Stephen. He's made it clear that until Santos returns to Syria, their rightful place according to him, the number 10 jersey will remain untouched. Quite a statement, don't you think? Without a doubt. It's interesting because this year's Brazilian league was named after King Pele, and every match celebrated him in the 10th minute of play. So this move by Santos adds another layer to that tribute. It certainly does. And Teixeira, who's had two previous stints as Santos's president, isn't new to such ideas. He once suggested retiring Pelé's number 10 for good, 
but Pele himself didn't want that. Yes, that's right. It's a number that's been associated with the best in the game, from Maradona to Messi. But it's also a reminder of the challenges Santos faces. Indeed, they've had a tough week, with their first relegation following a loss to Fortaleza. There were even incidents of fan violence, which is deeply concerning. Absolutely. And now the club is dealing with debt, political division, and a search for new heroes. It's a trying time, and the decision to keep the number 10 jersey on the sidelines is a powerful symbol of their aspirations. It's a clear signal that they're aiming to regain their former glory. And hopefully, they'll manage to do so in a way that honors the legacy of Pelé, the man who made the number 10 more than just a number. From the legacy of a legendary number 10 in Brazil, let's cross the equator now to the United States. We're turning our attention to a thrilling clash that's just taken place in the Major League Soccer. It's a tale of triumph, strategy, and a bit of history being made. Helena, let's shift gears to the world of soccer, specifically the MLS Cup. The Columbus crew, under manager Wilfried Nancy, claimed a convincing victory over LAFC, didn't they? Absolutely, Stephen. It was a thrilling 2-1 victory for the crew, marking their third MLS Cup and second since 2020. Nancy's strategy of sticking to the team's identity really paid off, it seems. Indeed. The crew were aggressive from the get-go, and it paid dividends in the 30th minute when Diego Rossi's touch resulted in a handball call against LAFC's Diego Palacios. That led to Cucho Hernandez scoring the opening goal. And the momentum didn't stop there. Just four minutes later, Yayabo doubled the lead for the crew. It was an impressive display of Nancy's vision against an LAFC side that's been trying to establish itself as the top power in MLS. True, and let's not forget, this is Nancy's first year at the helm, having previously managed CF Montreal. He led the crew to 67 goals this season, finishing third in the Eastern Conference standings. Quite the debut year, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And Nancy's achievement is even more significant, as he is the first black coach to lead a team to an MLS Cup. Though he was quick to point out that it's not normal and there's a need for change. Right. He emphasized the need for more diversity in coaching positions, not just in MLS, but across the board. Shifting focus a bit, this win for Columbus is particularly sweet, given the team's history. Yes, just five years ago, the club was almost relocated to Austin, Texas. The fans rallied with their Save the Crew campaign, which led to a change in ownership, and now they're celebrating a win at their new $314 million stadium. MLS Commissioner Don Garber acknowledged the dark times for Columbus, but highlighted the team's resurgence, including the new stadium, increased fan engagement, and greater political support. However, he was met with boos during the trophy presentation. Rightly so, Stephen. The fans haven't forgotten the near exit. But under the new ownership, the crew set their single-season attendance record and operated in the top half of the league in player salaries. They even acquired Cucho Hernandez from English club Watford for a club record fee of $10 million. And let's not forget Cucho's performance. He was named the MLS Cup MVP. The crew also replaced club legend Lucas Zellerian with Diego Rossi, a former MLS Golden Boot Award winner. These moves clearly paid off. Yes, they did, but it wasn't LAFC's night. Despite improving in the second half and managing to score a goal, they couldn't find the equalizer. LAFC coach Steve Chirindolo admitted that Columbus deserved the win, but maintained they were only better on the night. 
Well, that's the nature of the game, isn't it? On any given day, any team can triumph. But for now, the spotlight is on the Columbus crew, and they've certainly earned it. From the professional soccer pitch to the college football field, our focus now turns to the Heisman Trophy. This prestigious individual award has found a new home, this time with a transfer quarterback. Stay tuned as we delve into this exciting story. The Heisman Trophy, the most prestigious individual award in college football, has found its home once again with a transfer quarterback. This time, it's LSU's Jaden Daniels taking the honor. Quite a journey for him, isn't it, Helena? Absolutely, Stephen. Daniels started his college career at Arizona State before transferring to LSU in 2022. And what a season he's had. We're talking about 4,946 yards of offense and 50 total touchdowns. Those are some staggering numbers, Helena. And it's interesting to note that he beat out two fellow transfer quarterbacks for the trophy. It's like there's a trend going on here. Right, Stephen. And this was a close race. Daniel's margin of victory over Washington's Michael Penix Jr. was the closest since 2018. It just goes to show the level of talent we're seeing in college football these days. Certainly. Daniel's performances this season have been nothing short of impressive. He's led all FBS players in QBR, yards per attempt, and passing touchdowns. And let's not forget his impact as a runner. Absolutely. Only 25 running backs topped him in yards per game. His 8.4 rushing yards per attempt were good enough for fourth in FBS among all running backs. And all this from a player who was the first true freshman to start as a quarterback in the history of Arizona State's program. Quite the rise, wouldn't you say? Definitely, Stephen. But it's also worth noting that it wasn't all smooth sailing for Daniels. He had a tough season in 2021 with 10 interceptions and the NCAA investigation into Arizona State. True, but he bounced back remarkably after transferring to LSU. In his first season there, he led the Tigers to nine wins and the SEC championship game. Indeed. And the Heisman is not just a recognition of Daniel's stellar season, but also a nod to his career achievements. He's the first player in FBS history to reach 12,000 career passing and 3,000 career rushing yards. Quite the accomplishment. Absolutely. Daniels is the third LSU player to win the Heisman, following Billy Cannon in 1959 and Joe Burrow in 2019. Quite the legacy he's continuing. Definitely, Stephen. It will be interesting to see what the future holds for Daniels and whether he will play in the upcoming ReliaQuest Bowl. But for now, he can certainly bask in the glory of his Heisman triumph.